Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book I do the review, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. And today uh, we're going to be discussing uh, a book and a movie. Joining me is Juliana, say hi. Hi everyone. And this is a book, why did we pick this book? I don't even remember why we picked this book. Why did we pick... Uh... I, I think it's just because the movie came out, really, isn't it? I'm not sure. Somebody mentioned it somewhere, and then yeah. I checked it out. Oh, oh, no. Didn't Jenny mention it? Maybe. She, Jenny she, from think, Reading Every Yes. Yeah, she mentioned, or some, somehow she mentioned the author. I do and, notice uh, here on the, uh, on the uh, uh, page uh, on Goodreads for A Wrinkle in Time by Madeline Lengel, or Madeline Lengel, um, uh, Jenny's reviews comes up and she's actually got three different reviews of it yeah um, you know she got one with her first time that she read it for, uh, from a, as reading as a child and then uh, another time she read, read, reread it from a child and then a third time she's reread it just in the last few years so there's a 2016 2017 and 2018 um, review oh no a 2018 2017 and a 2012 review anyway Wrinkle in Time a classic children's book um have you read it before this time? No, I've never heard of it before. Ah, okay. It's definitely one of those, you know, uh, like The Witch in the Wardrobe. Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe. Yeah, stuff like that. It's it's just not so, you know, when you're a child, and I was a child, yeah. I don't get to, like, in, living in Germany, you're not getting... Living in East Germany. <laughs> living, my, I mean, my mum was a, is a yeah. bookseller, so she gave me lots of books, and she also gave me, yeah. you know, like Mary Poppins and this kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, some other books are just not big. Yeah. Uh, they are just not like... Yeah, this is a book that definitely didn't cross over from America to the UK in my childhood. I'd okay. never heard of this book as a child. When, when was it written? 1963, I think it was published. Okay. Um, so first published 1962, actually it says okay. here. Okay. Um, so 1962, the book was published. And yeah, in my childhood, when we're talking about, you know, children, adventures, going into a different world with religious overtones, definitely Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe was the series. You know, right. this yeah. book also has like, like five books in the series or 10 books in the series. I don't actually know. Oh, Quintet. So yeah, fi yeah there's five, five books in this series. A Wrinkle in Time, a wind, a wind in the Door, A Swiftly Tilting Planet, Many Waters and An Acceptable Time. I've never, never heard of any of those other ones. This is the only one that I've heard of. Right. Um, Mostly because it comes up in these these uh, children's books, which I don't really understand how much they mean to people who've read them as a child until the movie comes out and people are like, "Hey, that's not uh, that's not the movie that I remember." One of the ones is where the wild things are. Um, okay. Do you you know that movie? What's that? Well, it's a it's a kids book. It's a, like more okay. of a picture book. It's not a novel, and it's more about like you know a, a kid gets you know I think uh, it, it goes off and hangs out with some monsters you know it's actually I, I, the movie I really enjoyed the movie okay um, I was really I really got into the movie but lots of people say oh it doesn't have the same thing as the book And but of course people don't just come at it at this being a book that they've read you know 12 times as a kid yes. and then have 20 years of memory that come along and then when yeah. a, ch a children's movie or book is made of it they, they bring all that baggage along and this is what I notice now is that um, just because for me this book didn't really resonate with me anywhere close to The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and all of the Narnia books resonated. Those are the books that I, I mean, there were so many of them, but you know, I read all of them two or three times right. as a kid. Yeah. Um, well before I got into science fiction and fantasy, because also they were uh, being brought up in a Christian home. Those, those were the Christian, those are the safe Christian books. Okay. You know, they were sold in the Christian bookshop. 
But um, this would have been there as well, no? No, because no, no because it's American, and this is the whole point. This is a very, very American book. Okay. You know, like the whole idea of what they're going on. That, like, oh, this guy who's a scientist who works for NASA. Like, no book in my childhood had the father working for NASA as a scientist. You know, and also yeah. at one point when they're like, oh, say some stuff out loud where you've got to, you've got to, you know, you've got to distract yourself from the magic spell that's being cast on yeah. you. Um, distract yourself by saying some. Thing and they're like, oh, I'm good at math, so I'll do the, the the you know the multiplication table. It's like, no, you can't do that one. That's too close too, to uh, too orderly. Yeah, that's too orderly. It's got too much rhythm. So it's sort of like, okay, go straight for the um, the uh, you know the Declaration of Independence. Oh no, is it the Bill of Rights or something like that? You know, yeah. all men are created uh, equal. Uh, you know, no, that's the Declaration no, of the, Independence. Yeah. 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 So like that kind of thing makes this book for me feel very American. Very American. And how it feels to me, like as I was reading it, I was like, oh, this is a bit heavy-handed for 1960s anti-communist kind of stuff when they go to the. Uh, um, the the, uh, the everyone conforming planet, you know. Yeah. The comatose. I think it's comatose. I think it's called. Uh, no, it's not comatose. No. But whatever it is called. Yeah, yeah. But Cotomos. It, it sounded yeah, like, like it, it sounded very close to comatose to me. Anyway, yeah. so you know that kind of thing, like the the ideas that were in this sort of like it's the 1960s. He works for NASA. There's you know anti-communist stuff in it, and there's the you know it it, it feels very very American to me to the point that like if I was a if I was a ten year old or twelve year old kid in the yeah. UK reading this, yeah. it'd be very difficult for me to connect to. Unlike the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which is about children in the Second World War being yeah. taken out of London and being sent to a sent to a, uh, a house in the countryside. I mean, that is that is purely like, there's like yeah British English ex- uh, experience there yeah. in a way which uh, in a way which most yeah uh, American books just don't get. You know? Of course. Um, so yeah, that's all to say that this book uh, didn't resonate with me. As, as a, an adult. As an adult. Yeah. But also, weirdly enough, it doesn't resonate with me as uh, looking back at my child. And I'm not just saying because I'm British and not American, but being brought up in a Christian home, and there's lots of Christian stuff in this book. Like, Wait, there's a lot of it. Can I tell you What's something? That? What? You didn't notice? I didn't notice. Yes, but I, this is what I, I was going to bring notice. up, is that I, when, you watched, some... when you read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, when you watched the movie, you didn't realise it was, like, massively Christian allegorical. I, I'm not sure I've actually watched it. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying that when I mentioned that to you, that Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is all, you know, God-bothering stuff. Okay. Like, you didn't even know, you didn't even realise that there was that angle going on in that I've, one. I've no idea. Like yeah. the same with um, what was the book that we both read with the with the heavily uh, religious um, with Overtose. those yeah with those um, um, what's the what's the book where where they had the over the distance they had these towers. Oh and, yeah yeah the signal towers. Yeah. Um, oh I don't remember that off the top of my head the uh, name of the book but yes the, I do remember I was like oh yeah this is exactly like, British like, um, you know there's all the British history in there there's like Elizabethan yeah, stuff and, going and, in and there and industrial revolution. Yeah. I had no clue. This is the kind of thing that I just don't realize while yeah. reading it. I, I might get a bit confused by stuff. But there's literally think, a guy like, who's calling himself Jesus who takes a boat out to sea and like you know everyone's expecting a miracle. Like for, I mean for me sometimes it's almost over, uh, like overly heavy-handed in yeah. some kind of ways. Um, but then I'm often thinking, like, what is the kind of target audience that the author that book Keith oh. Roberts Pavan oh, yes. Pavan that was it. Yeah. So then you always think, okay, the author when they write a book like that, do they have in mind that there are people out there who have not so much knowledge about this, or are they writing it for the people who then get it? 
and just like it's like a secret society kind of thing you know if you get it yeah you're good if you don't get it it's like yeah meh well here's the thing with me is i think this book only those things only don't stand out massively to children because i think in this book the religious parts of it even though you didn't notice them at all like they're quoting from the bible all the time in this book you know there's it's half of it shakespeare and half of it's from the bible and you know bits and pieces from other places but there's like uh, there's there's lots of it felt kind of like the opposite because they, uh, this one person quoted so many like um, uh, philosophical quotes and yeah. other quotes that I didn't even, I don't even, I didn't even get like, for me, it was way more about uh, science and uh, well, uh, philosophical quotes. And, yeah. Well, here's for me, the thing got, is that yeah. that's what doesn't resonate with me because it's not scientific enough or there's not enough science in it for me. For, so it's not for, standing up for the science. It doesn't stand up for the science, but also... It's not as heavy-handed or it's not as blatant about the Christian stuff as the, as the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, the Narnia books, because that's, like, very Christian. Like, I really need to check that out. I know, I know. But <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that, like, it kind of falls down in the middle. Like, it's okay. too American, it's not yeah. British enough, which is fine. I can't do that. But as being, being brought up in a Christian home, yeah. I would want something which is a little bit more either explicit about the Christian nature because yeah. I read a lot of like science fiction books which are Christian science fiction books it's uh, just so strange it's, it's, it's weird but it happens it happens you can read these books and it's a really good science fiction thing at the end and you're like and guess how they got out of that mm, it could have been it's like it could have been a miracle and they're like ooh it could have been a miracle you know there's quite a few quite a few books that I saw um uh, sort of thing, things like that, you know, like, okay. oh, is, is it a miracle? Oh, it could be a miracle. Anyway, so it's not heavy-handed enough being Christian. Like, God isn't is explicitly in there, except, you know, there are Bible passages. Mm. But then for them Bible passages to be sprinkled in there and the characters not to be self-acknowledged Christians and doing stuff because they're Christians yeah. was a bit weird. But then it wasn't abstracted away enough from the Christian, like... The, in-universe Christian message, yeah. like Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is, where they're not talking about God, but it is an allegory for, you know, like, throughout the, throughout the whole series, it's a, yeah. you know, a, a creation, you know, Jesus coming, all the spreading the God, you know, all the different kind of things, and the okay. final battle at the end, and all that kind of revelation stuff, and everyone living, in a t- living for eternity in paradise, and stuff like that. Right. It's all there. But it isn't... I mean, later on, the books do get a bit heavy-handed. But Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe isn't overly heavy-handed in the Christian... Um, uh, explicit in-world Christian like they're not saying oh let me before we go off on this let me give you this Bible verse you know yeah. it's not like that but the story is a Christian story okay um, oh, that's super interesting because I I did like yeah maybe in respect like this yeah. I'm too much like a child I'm reading this book and I'm reading what I'm reading yeah. I don't have this massive uh, thought process like all the knowledge in my head which I then can um which this projects onto. Yeah. You know, I'm reading what I'm reading mm. and I didn't even like Okay, I don't so know. let's let's step aside from that. Not British, it's it's neither too clever for a person who was brought up as Christian to appreciate the clever Christian message in okay. it. Nor is it explicit enough to, for to a for like just me. to be for, or for yeah, for a person like <laughs> me. Or for me to just enjoy it like, oh these are Christian characters yeah. going on a Christian thing and they're gonna learn something about God at the end. And and I was wondering, does it like, does it have a message? Does it position itself? Like, does it like say anything about this? Does it say like, okay, yeah, Christian values are good, or Christian values well, are bad, yes. or science is good, science is bad? No, what I don't. Th- I don't. But here's the thing: like, 
I don't see it holding up well enough as a fantasy book or a science fiction book yeah. or a Christian book yeah. or anything. And, and it is not to say that it's a bad book because this obviously dials into a lot of people. But I think one of the reasons why it works so well for America, which is like steeped in Christian culture and like you can kind of just assume that people are being brought up in a Christian way. Mm that they just take the kind of background Christianity spirituality of this book yeah. as just part of modern American life. Okay. You know? Sure. Whereas in in, in England, you can't... It's not the... The, the Christian certainly spirituality isn't the same kind of thing. Certainly not and in certainly East not Germany. in East Germany. And certainly <laughs> not in Germany. And certainly not in Berlin, which is like one of the most atheistic cities in the world yeah. or whatever like that. But so what I'm trying to say is like... It, the, the the background spirituality fits with the lived experience of children's background Christianity in, in, in the same way that they know the Declaration of Independence or the Pledge of Allegiance yeah. and stuff. It's just something that a thirteen year old kid would know by now. Okay. They would they would have studied those things in school, yes. and they'd have also studied you know some Christian stuff and also and some, some Shakespeare stuff and also some science and yeah. also some m math in America right. math not maths. Okay. Um, oh really? Know, yeah yeah. So. Uh, so it's kind of at that. Oh, this is a great. This is a great book for you know what ten year old kids or whatever yes. it's going to be that you discover something and you're like, oh, this is my experience. And like that, the popular kid at school is good at sports. He's good at basketball. Of course. Like no kids. Well, maybe now, but like when I was growing up, being good at basketball wouldn't be the sport that you would choose for the popular kid. Yes. You know. And even not when in I, the UK. No, not in the UK. That's yeah. what I say. Like all of it is it's outside yeah. of my experience. Yeah. So in the end, as an adult coming to this, I have to judge it by like, did I enjoy the story? Did it satisfy me in yeah. any way? But then, well, because like, I'm not a child, like I, I've got to like then damp down my expectations. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I had not. I wouldn't say I had low expectations, but I had. I think. Um, uh, the, I was. To put it this way, I was either hoping for something a bit more sciency, a bit more fantasy, like. Or a bit more Christian, like, yeah. you know, because, you know, although I didn't know it was a Christian, I didn't know there was any religious stuff or spiritual stuff in this. I thought this was more like, you know, science fiction, fantasy, going yeah, on adventure through space. And that is it was. That is what it is. But it, I realized, oh, actually, it's a lot more about the balance of spirituality and science yeah. as well. When they're like, oh, who's fighting the dark on your planet? It's sort of like, oh, people like Einstein and Jesus and the Buddha and, you know, like, and all these scientists are listed alongside the religious prophets and leaders and founders of religions you know sure. as as some of them being well, it, 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 in some ways in some ways i think it actually is is true because for a lot of people having a religion yes. to hang on is helping them with their own peace of mind yes of course and that's why i think this book speaks very much to the the philosophy of america in 1960s and yeah. when people were really getting into this book in the 70s and 80s and as mm. you know as it goes through like this like the reason why they like the the aliens who come down mm. and they they're sort of like oh i'm speaking in quotes and you could be like well why are these people speaking in quotes which just happen to be perfect for 12 year old girls and boys it's like yes because that is the they're that they are who they are communicating with so they're gonna pick the language very specifically of these 13 year old kids um, yeah. And who, I, who, have, who, are, who are right then, when they're 13 years old, studying Shakespeare for the first time at school. Yes. And they've learned stuff at Bible school, uh, but not Bible school, Sunday school. And but with especially those quotes, I think, personally, it still keeps a little bit of a, the mystery. Because I'm pretty sure not all of the 13-year-old kids get all the no. meaning of the quotes. But so that, that is, that is why it's some... aspirational. Exactly. I think it's actually one of those books, a bit like Brave New World, which you know is named after, it, it, same in this book. It's about the tempest, isn't yeah. it? Uh, uh, 
Is it the Tempest? Yeah, yeah the Tempest. Yeah, think, yeah, it's it's based Tempest. on a lot of things. Yeah, but I'm saying the quote is from the Tempest and, you know, uh, what brave new world that has such yes. men in it or whatever yes. like that. Um, and this is, you know, Tempest stuff going yeah. on here as well. They even, like, they even say it. Yes, just, yeah, it's yeah. sort of like, I am Caliban. You yeah, are uh, this, uh, you know, yeah. I yes. am... Is it Caliban? Yeah, um, Caliban okay. is... Again, I'm getting my Shakespeare's mixed up. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh no, no, which one I is it? I performed it actually once in an opera. Oh, did you? Yeah. Ah, so you know, yeah. you, you're, you're probably more dialed in. I, I've seen two different live productions of The Tempest and I studied at school. So, yeah. you know, it's in there, but also mixed in with Loads all the other Shakespeare stuff. Loads of things are based on The Tempest yeah. because it, it is yeah. about discovery. It is yes. about like, you know... So what I'm saying is, is that it kind of feels a little bit cheap just to sprinkle in quotes like that. Yes. The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe doesn't base its smarts or, or how smart the kids are or how smart anyone is on how many Shakespeare quotes they know or how many Bible quotes but they the know. Actions? Or yeah, like what they do. Oh goodness. Because Because this book this, is not about no, that. No, this yeah. book is not about this. And I kept like thinking, okay, there were so many I'm sorry, I just kicked the microphone. No, yeah, do I. Um there's so many things like that they are she's laying out to happen she's mm -hmm. laying out all yeah. these things that could happen and yeah. then you come to that point and yeah. then you think like hmm, i thought i thought that i thought be they something. were going to be clever about this yeah and this is the thing this, this balance between is sort of like let me show you how good i am at mathematics or math maths and it's sort of like what is the square root of five and she's like two point to th and it's sort of like oh that's and it kind of it kind of disappoints me it's sort of like yeah. oh that's how you show the intelligent of the the intelligence of the main character by just does she know the square root of five yeah and but she doesn't know the square root of seven because you know she's distracted at that time or something like that it's too much stress for her so she yeah. doesn't know and then how you show that the popular kid who's good at basketball is actually clever as well is because he can quote the declaration of independence mm. and he knows some characters from shakespeare mm. He doesn't solve any problems. They don't actually. They don't no. do anything which is. Um, and even when anything which isn't based in emotion. So the science and the and the learning part is just a backdrop. Yeah. And in the end, love saves the day, which is fine. I've got no problem with yeah, love saves but the day. That was such an easy way out. It felt to me, mm. you know, especially like for me, this book felt like um, setting up, setting up, setting up, setting up. Something happens. Something happens. The uh, end. Yeah. Oh, you didn't get into the ending. No, the, it was just pathetic. I thought there would be something clever happening. Yeah, or something, me too. And that's... Something like that when when she actually has to grow herself on yeah. the problem like she but but it, she just in the end goes she, there she switches from like, she switches from annoying whining to yeah. annoying declarations of how much she loves her brother and that and then wins the yeah. day yeah. now and that's super quick yeah it's very quick <laughs> and it didn't feel like the book was being set up for that because all this science stuff in the background yeah. and also like of course there are like you know that is a sciencey kind of thing for god so loved the world he gave his only begotten son mm -hmm. and it's a very like, like the idea that love saves the day it isn't just just in the fifth element and it isn't just in like low interstellar as well you know the movie interstellar yeah. where she's like oh no love is the thing that's love is the intrinsic yeah. part of the universe and as she's doing that speech she's just like oh get over yourself and then at the end of the at the end of the movie you're like oh no actually that that is a big part of yeah. what actually is going on here yes. but you know? there it, it feels well, it feels wasted yeah it feels like uh, but this it's all based around this thing and that love saves the day but does the love save the day does the love save the day at the end of this no, it, it, it saves so, one person. And yeah. here's the thing that I got, I was kind of so upset about this. Yeah. Like it starts off in the imagery and the scene setting in this book is really good yeah. at the start. Yeah. And then they start traveling around different planets and immediately it's sort of like, oh, this planet is really dark and things are gray. And you're like, oh, 
right, how is it like to live here? Or do, no, it's not, it's just a discussion. And then we go to another planet and they yeah. just go into a cave and you yeah. don't see the rest of the planet. And yeah. there's this one planet that they go to, which is the, um, uh, the, the planet, the conformist, comatose, uh, planet comatose. And there's this, there's, this li- there's this description of when they walk through this town and everyone's doing something exactly yeah. at the same time. Yeah. I'm like, why did it take so long to get to the most interesting part of the book? Yeah. And then why did they leave that so quickly? Exactly. And then yeah. at the end of the book, they go back and save the day. I'm doing big air quotes yeah. here around me. They go back and save the day. Yeah. And they don't save the day because everyone on that planet, like there's literally a small boy who's being tortured for bouncing the ball out of time. And he's there screaming in pain every time he bounces the ball because he did it wrong beforehand. Mm. They don't save him at the end. No. Nobody loves that boy enough to come and do it. Yeah. And, and nobody, and then they go and save the day and they're all back home. And they're like, yeah, isn't it all great? I'm like, you've just left a kid in that same place that you saved your brother. Yeah. You say you went. You saved your brother, but you left the child who was being tortured and all of that child's family and all of the other planet. All of these people. All of that planet. And I know that's maybe a little bit weird for me to be thinking about at that point. But the whole point is that if there's going to be a Christian ma- um, message here that God so loved the world that he gave his only son... Yeah, then like the, the Love your neighbor and this kind of stuff. No, it's a, <laughs> it's a form of sacrifice. Now, it doesn't matter because in Christian theology... God's allowed to sacrifice his son and then his son comes back to life. So he sacrifices his son. It's not but, really a sacrifice. But, well, again, Christian theology allows it to be a real sacrifice, but then he, you still have a living son at the end of it. Right. Same in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Aslan. Sa- oh, spoilers. Whatever. Um, still, the point is, in, in, uh, there's, there's, a whole, there's a whole saying, have your, ke- uh, have your cake and eat it too. It's sort of like, well, I've eaten my cake, so you don't have cake anymore. Mm. It's sort of like, oh, you get to eat your, eat your cake and then still have cake afterwards like that. You know, that's, that's the whole expression. Right. In Christianity, they get to do that. They get to have a sacrifice and they ha- get everlasting life of Jesus, you know, and Jesus still around with us. So yeah. it's sort of like, in this book... We don't get the sacrifice yeah. for the world, and I thought this was what it was setting up. Yeah, that the, me that, too. The, that the that the the son, the the, the prodigi- prodigious son. What's his name? Let me have a look at it. it Charles it... Wallace Murray. Yeah. I thought he was going to be, um, you know, because he's kind of like a magic. He's kind of got like that uh, I had magic. So, so mad- high hopes. Many... Yeah. And he's too. like, I will give myself. I need to see yes. what the darkness is like. I will give myself yeah. over to yeah. get close to this and see if I can defeat it, find it weakness. And I was like, yes, this is the Jesus moment. He's and doing at the it end, from the inside. He's going from the inside. And at the end, he's going he's gonna to save the day and he's going to give his life for the whole planet. But at the end, because, you know, because someone's going to love him, you know, actually what happens, you know, because yeah. Meg loves him so much that he gets to give his life and gets back to be brought back in life, but to still save the planet and defeat the evil. And here at the end, she goes home, saves the brother, but there isn't this whole... Christian message that I wanted this more like Jesus message or Jesus story message layered over the top which is he gives himself to save the world does save the world and then is yet brought back to life and saves the world but and that doesn't happen and I was really disappointed by my that by the Christian the Christian messaging in this book because it's like you missed a trick to make this actually yes and now book, from my perspective, because, yeah. because I didn't, I didn't you had the expectation with the yeah. Christian, but I had the expectation, first of all, that Charles Wallace... Charles Wallace, yeah. ...would just be... He was set up to be like this amazingly clever and intelligent 
baby. Like that was a strange thing in my head. It didn't. It didn't get yeah. it together with. Um, he's like what, a five-year-old. He's no. like. A, he's like. I, I was thinking of him as sort of like a five-year-old with the intellect of maybe like a, a mature eighteen-year-old or something like. Well, that. in my head, sometimes he looked like a, a a toddler. Yeah. I don't know why. Anyway, so I thought like he was set up to be like this hyper-intelligent dick. He sees through everything, yeah. and I thought he has a great plan, which is why he goes in there and says, "Oh, I do it from the inside." I thought it was a plan. Yeah. And then it didn't the, happen. And then the the annoying girl, which I know is set up to be like representing every little girl who's who feels like, like an outcast and doesn't yes. feel beautiful. Yeah. She can't. She has to wear glasses I totally and can't understand, see. I understand all of this. But she didn't grow. She just went in. She was okay. She was afraid and whatever. And yeah, but even she, in the way then, she didn't decide to go and save the father. That was Charles, no, Wa- was Charles Wallace's idea to go and do that. Calvin. No. Oh, no, no. Charles Wallace wanted to do it, but Calvin came along anyway. But so the main characters that we're following, which is Meg and Calvin, yeah. they're not the ones who went, decided that they're going to go and find the father. The missing father at the no, start. No, no, Charles Wallace. Charles Wallace did up, that. So and, Meg was just tagging along through the whole thing. Yeah. And and Calvin tagged along because of Meg, yeah. and and so. Well, no, because he had that thing where he said, "Oh, I felt like I should be here at this yeah, moment," he or something has, like he that. He has yeah. these uh, yeah. things that he feels. Like yes, he he, he, he feels there. connections um, with people. But uh, like the whole like the yeah, there's just the whole end. And the father, he didn't play a role. He was just there, was annoying, and was not competent and potent at all. Uh, yeah, what was the father? He's like, son, they suddenly just are like, oh, we're looking for a father. Uh, oh, and here he is. And they're like, dad. And I'm like, oh, right. So they found the father is, just okay. by like going to the enemy and saying, oh, have you seen my father anywhere? Oh, like yeah. just randomly. Yeah. There's this whole thing. Also, I thought like, of course, it was uh, a short book and I knew it was a short book. But I felt in many, many ways there could have been a, more elaborations on the things itself, like way more on the signs, way more on the planets, way thing. more on the characters. It, the was, it felt like she had it all in, in a drawer. Yeah. And then an editor said, oh, for a, child, for a children's book, you know, this is way too chunky and yeah. full. Just edit some stuff out. I was caught out by the end because it said that I still had like 30 minutes left of the audiobook left. Yeah. And then like a few minutes later it ended. And I was like, oh, and then it said, afterwards by the granddaughter of Mad- uh. Madeleine Engel. Oh, and right. and she says, oh, here's the things. And if you look back at the original manuscripts, here's it's mostly the same. The story's mostly the same, but here's some of the things that was taken out. A little bit more explanation of this. Oh. A little bit more time here. A little bit more talking about, you know. But also, it's a better book for taking these out because it leaves a little bit of wonder behind. It's not overly explained, you know. I really just wanted more descriptions of where they were going. They're going on this fantastic yeah. voyage around the yeah. around the planets. And I don't remember anything about any of no, the planets except really. except the conformist um Except the planet. conformist and the cave. Don't remember anything about the cave. I just don't with, like with the with the grey uh, faceless blind people? Yeah, but it the, was just but it was people? it was just grey. That was the thing. Like it was just like, oh grey and because everything's grey nothing really stands out. They don't see very you know, it it didn't feel like anything. No. And it felt to me like the beginning was actually quite explained yes. to me. Well, everything was explained. It the felt, house and yeah, the all where of the, the stuff where at the home. three with the three women lived yep. and all very explained yep. and then suddenly it like dropped dramatically yeah. in the explanation. The opening three chapters on Earth, very yeah. well described, everything yeah. good. Yeah. A, a tiny bit in the middle where they're literally walking through a town. It's sort of like quarter of a chapter. They yeah. walk through a town. It's really eerie. Like that is like in modern day um, uh, young adult uh, dystopia stuff. You mm. know, like your Hunger Games and your something something games and your other games. Yeah, it's it, like good. going into a dystopia where everybody has to bounce the ball at the same time and everyone opens the doors. That is really creepy and yeah. a really good. It's really great imagery for yeah. that. 
but it was that was like quarter of a chapter that we got of that and yeah. the rest of it was kids going ah like this which yeah. again if i was a kid if i was an american kid in the 1960s i would have identified with these kids probably quite a lot because i'd have been at the same level of education with the same the with the same things at school and the same level of exposure to christianity and the same everything like that but that isn't me and then when i'm just judging this as a story i think it's a flawed story in terms of payoff setup and payoff with the characters totally. and the story yeah. and also the locations that's in the background you think oh some of these locations could be great it, yeah. it could be there so it's it's really tricky there are things I actually enjoyed about the book but again they're just so minor and so fleeting that it felt like they were the, they were just accidental if you know what I mean yeah. it wasn't like oh this is what makes a good story let's make this story pay off in the end and it can still be wondrous and it could still be love saves the day at the end Absolutely. and it could still be a, a, a Jesus allegory it could still have the spirituality and the mixture of the science all that kind of stuff could be there even if they couldn't save the the world there yeah that just, could have been is, like just a thing. acknowledge that they didn't exactly. save the world they get home and it's they like oh we all live happily ever after I'm like yeah what about all these? A small boy was being tortured for bouncing a ball. And you yeah. just leave him behind. Yeah. He didn't get saved. And what about, I mean, of course, there's gonna, probably going to be more I'm to sure. that there's thing. I'm sure there's a lot more in the book, yes. they didn't mention anything about the it and the, yeah, the, 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 dark the, the dark the darkness. So I'm sure they're going to address it more. But, like, there's no I don't even mind for children's book being that the it is a big brain and the darkness is just evil and it's just a black thing in the world. Totally, totally fine. fine. Like, half of all fairy, children, fairy stories are like that. All half, what you need, you need great. the blackness under the bed. All right, so okay. let's wrap it up there. So say we are both... Uh, Not impressed of, so much. I thought, like, I wasn't impressed. I, I didn't go like, into, I honestly didn't go into this with high expectations because I'm reading, a, I'm reading a children's book from 1960, an American children's book from 1960, and I'm not saying it's a, it's a bad book because it's American, I'm just saying it's not a book for me because it's American. Like, children's books from the UK from the 1960s, you know, I grew up on that, like, all Good. Enid Blyton and all of those yeah. kind of things, although um, I don't know how old those days are. Me so. too, I, I actually read those books as well. Let so. me type, type in Enid, uh, uh, I don't know how to spell her name. Enid Blyton. Enid Blyton. Oh, it's got a Y in there. Um, yeah, so she was writing all the way through up to 1968, you know. Yes. Um, I so, love it. The, so the her, five friends. The Enchanted stuff. Wood, The Adventures of the Wishing Chair, um, all the way up. Well, I guess she she was probably writing most of the way up through until she died. But yeah, all of those kind of stuff. That is purely children's books for me. Probably not as... They, they were kind of for younger children than this book is, you know, because this book is a bit heavy on... Like, um, The Wrinkle in Time is a bit heavier on the, you know, on the b bigger yeah. themes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the bigger for themes. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm really... I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see how they made this into a movie that I might enjoy. All right, okay. Well, my <laughs> prediction... Or, look, put it this way. My hope is that even if it's just left exactly the same, the story's left exactly the same, I'm fine. Because, again, I don't have huge expectations yeah. for the movie we're about to watch. I really hope that the person who is the set designer or the you know the the visual uh, the visual design person like mm. the the, si the special effects supervisor yeah. and the director I hope they are a lot better at creating in CGI the worlds which we're meant to be excited about visiting and being wondrous about visiting yeah. because the book did not do a very good job of that at all no. the, the descriptions of the places I never felt like I was anywhere wondrous they're like we're traveling across the galaxy to see a, a gray cave and we go to this place and there's mm, I guess there's a rainbow or something I, yeah. I don't remember anything no. so as yeah, long yeah, as that's the a lot there yeah. I don't uh, I really ch child they, actors are fine I really hope they do something 
more meaningful with the ending. Maybe I hope so. If they can, if they can save the, if they can just save the boy bouncing the ball, they don't even need to save the whole thing, but just save someone except for just like selfishly saving. Like we've got to save our father, yes. We've got to save my brother, yes. And at the end, they're like, yay, we did it. And it's all like, ah, but there was all this other stuff, you know. Yeah. If they just, if they just push it slightly further yeah. along, just uh, to okay, save the, something even else. If they, if they, and they say, okay, now we're all safe again. But we've got this technology. Still work to yeah, do, there's still whatever. work to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I just noticed when we picked up the DVD from the from the video store yeah. um, that Oprah Winfrey is in it. Okay. And you and I said, oh, I reckon I can predict who that's going to be. Yeah. And you said, oh, it's going to be. So now let's put our predictions. Who okay. is Oprah Winfrey going to be in this one? Well, I thought one of the witches. Uh, oh, one of the no, not witches. That's wrong. One of the misses. Yes, Mrs. Who. You, but you immediately think of them as the three witches well, because, like, like so, yes, like Mrs. Who, Mrs. Mrs. What's it, Mrs. What's Who, it, and Mrs. Where, or something which. like that. Which, yeah, which. That's yeah. the whole point about yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Which. Which, yeah, okay. So uh, I think uh, Oprah Winfrey is going to be the happy medium. Just for, in the top of my ah! head, the happy medium is going to be there. Uh, yeah. See, here's the thing. Just that, that turn of phrase. That there's some of the things in the book that I like. That yeah. the, that the medium is called the happy medium, and I was just like, oh, you uh, know that. That's yeah, actually that's, really that's actually funny. Yeah. That's cute. I, I quite like that. Too. Uh, let me just quickly look through some of the notes. But also, that I, did. I didn't. I didn't actually. Like, I was there. Like, a, did it like have a purpose? What the happy medium? Huh? No, just kind of gave general guidance for the future. I think just to say, hey, look sure. out for this in the future. Um, I I'm expecting a little bit less less Bible stuff in there. Um, and uh, and I don't know. Maybe less Shakespeare. I'm just thinking it's going to be maybe du- like even though it, it it's a book, I think it's going to be slightly dumbed down for for an for a movie audience rather than a book also, audience. Also, it came out this year, so it, it came needs out this to year. be somehow uh, elevated or like brought yes. to this this time in, yes. in, in any way. Yeah, I think it is for people to 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 put themselves into it again. Like. Yeah. Um, so the reason why we're doing this now, this way around, is that we didn't want to, we wanted to do this episode as book versus movie, but most, and I explained this on the last episode, but not everyone's listening to these in order, but I wanted this to be, in the way that most people experience books and movies, is that you read the book, and then you live with it for a long time, in most cases, yeah. it, like, in, for a lot of people, their entire and in life. And like this. Yeah, their entire like life. Jenny, too. Like yeah. reading it as a as a as a child, yeah. and now the movie comes out, yeah, the and movie then of course now you're going to watch. Oh, the Jenna's going to hate this episode when she listens to it because uh, yes, you know I'm we're, sure we're just dunking will. on her uh, uh, on her uh, on her book as a, her her best ever book yeah. in her childhood. But again, I, I, this is one of the reasons I kind of don't want to read *Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe* again because, like, if I then have it to dunk, on, if I have to dunk on my own book, I will like, certainly read it. At some okay, point. well, let's do that. Let's let's do a, let's do some uh, children's books, and I'm reading *Harry Potter* as well at the moment. Oh, yeah, so yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll get to that. So anyway, so this is why we're doing this. So we're going to press pause now uh, yeah. after 34 minutes, and we're going to come back and hopefully just fill in what we think about the movie afterwards yeah. and kind of fill in. So this is a book versus movie. Yeah. Um, although so it was different when we did 2001 because we'd both watched the movie before. before uh, you'd watched the movie after. before. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd, I'd have seen the books and w- yeah. read the book and watched the movie various times. I don't even know what my timeline is with that. I can't remember. So now you have two choices. Either what? you continue listening... And, uh, and watch you have watched the movie as yeah. well, and then you're fine. Or you Look, just this book go is so old. This is why movie. I haven't even thought about spoilers for this book because I think this is one of those books that the, the spoilering the spoilering isn't isn't a is is a spoiler. Anything. There's so much in this book that we haven't talked but about. Like if we now talk about then a movie impression yeah, 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 yeah. that we have yeah, 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 other yeah, people. Anyway, let's know. just let's just get to it. Let's press pause. Okay. Uh, in five, four, three, two, one. Okay, I think we're back. Uh, uh, what what are you gonna say? You, you kept on trying to say stuff at the uh, when we were finishing up the movie. 
and uh, and I was like, no, save it for the podcast, save it for the podcast. I must admit, uh, no, say what you're going to say just now. You're like, no, I uh, I wanted to open it up because we were previously we were looking for the German title to see oh, yeah, to, what to the title it. is to get yeah. it from the library, from the movie uh, the video store. Video yeah. store. And then I opened it up on my phone yeah. and um, it showed some words that were linked to this movie. And I read the words and I thought, oh, it's, 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 oh, you mean the bad words? What were the words? I'm now looking on my on my uh, on my laptop. Oh, so it's different. And it doesn't bring up. Oh, it doesn't those come words. up with like people like, also search for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. Okay. So what were the words that you remember from when you looked it up on your phone? One of them was bad. What like bad movie? Yes. I can't believe. Oh my goodness. I can't believe oh, how. Where are you going? Just in my phone. Oh, you're getting your phone. I can't believe how bad. I hadn't heard good things about the movie. I, I'd heard it wasn't a great movie. But I was like, well, how bad could it be? Oh my goodness, that is, it. like, aside from the fact that it, it kind of felt like it missed a lot of the points of the adaptation, like being an adaptation, you know, you know, as you get adaptations of things, sometimes you're like, yeah. I don't, that wasn't a faithful adaptation, or that wasn't a true adaptation, yeah. that wasn't like a good adaptation. Aside from the fact that it wasn't any of those things, it wasn't no. a good adaptation, it wasn't anything, it was also just like a badly made movie. At oh. one point you actually said to me, you actually said to me, do they, do they not understand what editing is? <laughs> and it's really funny, because when you said to me, do they not understand what editing is, I, I literally had... Just before that, I was like, they don't understand how camera angles work. Yeah, and, and they synchronizing, don't, and synchronizing, but and also synchronizing audio and video. And okay, here's one of the things. This is a book. Like, what is a tesseract? Here, here we go. Not the book. Let's talk about what, what, what is a tesseract? What is the movie about? What is tessering and what is moving around? Okay, two, two things. No, no, like, no. no I'm, like, I'm getting to a real good point here. Okay, I'm getting to a so, really good point about movie making here. Tessering. Tessering. Is, it's about dimensions. It's yeah, about space. Like the, it's about time. No, no, no. Like, just what a tesseract is. There's like three. There's one. Di even in the book, they have the thing. There's one dimension, which is a line. Two dimensions, which is a square. I, three dimensions is a cube. And then they go four dimensions. What's the you know, they talk about that. It's a movie about space and time, and in no nowhere in the movie did I ever understand where things were or how fast they were taking or where it was going. But just talking about space in the movie, space like really obvious things, like at the start that she's like upstairs and then goes downstairs. I'm like, okay, so there's an upstairs in the attic and there's a downstairs area and things like that. Yeah. But then when they're outside the house and they're having this conversation in the garden, then there's the next door neighbor and they're like, oh, is that your next door neighbor? But we never see the shot of her in the next door from the point of view of where they were looking up at her yeah, the, the camera never moves it's all like in the, in the there's never, a a, there's never a wide shot to show, okay, here are two houses, there's this house here with this garden, yeah. and this house next to it, and yeah. there's never a moment, like, and all the way through the movie, there, I never knew where I was or how big the space I was, where things were in relation to each other, and there's this one thing when they get on the back of the cabbage dragon, and they fly along, and they fly, it looks like they've flown over four or five mountains across the sky. Really and then, high up. Like, really high, but not, not just high up, yeah, but, also but really, really far, far away, yeah. and then he falls off. And then they fall down to about 100 meters away where yeah. they set up from. And you're just like, how can any... This is a book about space and time. And they fucked up both space and, and time. time. One thing. What's that? You just said it casually. Yeah. Which was something I said in the movie. Yeah. The... It looked like a ma like a giant cabbage a cab flying... Yes. The, the, I was hoping for... What? 
I was hoping for a a, a a movie director and a special effects director, or, or uh, what do you call them? Like visual visual effects um, coordinator. Yeah. I can't remember the exact terms for all of these things. But I was hoping for someone who was better at creating fantasy worlds, fan- like fantasy other planets, than the the than Magdalene Engel. Yeah. No, Madeline Madeline Lengel. Lengel Madeline Lengel. Um, and it, unfortunately, it wasn't. They went to a, a fantastic other planet. Literally, this is my favorite planet in the whole universe. And it was, it was, you know, like it's almost become a cliche that these big, like empty green fields are easy to do, and that's why they're in the Phantom Menace. You know, Naboo, where they yeah. have the fights between the, they have like um, CGI characters versus CGI characters, and it's all on the CGI hill. And it's just this big green field, like the Microsoft Hill. You know, the Microsoft yeah, Windows yeah, background hill. Yeah. And then in it's always in bad movies that that's always the thing that brings it to mind. I that, know, like, but you know what? In the Star Wars movie, it looked better. Yes, it did. How can it? Like, how is this possible? Like, well, because the, the special effects director were like industrial light and magic, and yeah. you know George Lucas has a good yeah, eye. Yeah, he has a good yeah, eye. You know what? This special, those special effects in this movie, I said it several times. Yeah, they look like they were from the nineties. Yes, and this is I, the problem. It reminded me so much of that. I watched that one movie with Robin Williams because yeah. I really found when that dreams may come. When dreams may where, come. Is it when or where? What? No. Oh, what? What, what, dream? what <laughs> is it? Wit? Is it Mrs. Wit? Which is it? Wit? Wit? No. What dreams may come and yeah. the special effects in that movie. You remember being the, pretty uh, bad. It was like I felt like I was back in that movie, and yeah. it was so bad. This Here's, is from the nineteen ninety eight. Really? This is like twenty years. And the, yeah, the special effects in this in this wrinkle in time looked. I don't know. It like. When I see someone flying around on the back of a monster with rocks floating in the air, I, it has to be like if you're just bringing to mind Avatar, the Pandora planet yeah. on Avatar. Yeah. You can't do Avatar, but like really rubbish because yeah. Avatar is a kids movie. Well, yeah. I mean, it's you know it's maybe a bit more adult than a kids movie, but like it's a it's a, an adventure, a, a action adventurey kind yes, of thing. Yes, and it's it's it's. Uh, CGI stuff flying CGI, around. Yes, yeah, so CGI if you're going to do yeah. CGI flying around on the back of a back of a um, cabbage mo- monster, cabbage, or any kind of dragon monster or something like flying around on the back to get a sense of wonderment, you have and you're flying around. There's a reason why there's another Pandora movie, our Avatar movie coming out, and then they made a, a theme park place at yeah. at uh, the, the Navi world or whatever it's okay. called, and they recreate these rocks floating in the air because it is magical, and when you fly around them, it feels magical. And it's amazing how they can, like, Avatar is like 10 years old now or something yeah. like that. Or maybe, I don't know how old Avatar is. But, like, in 10 years, if you just want to just go, look, what we want to do, guys, can we just do, like, a, like a really blatant Avatar ripoff, but just, like, make it impressive? And I would just say that to someone, and they would come up with something better than this. Yeah. Like, so exactly all I was hoping for, which was worlds which were more interesting, like, better portrayed. But then the part in the book where I said, oh, this is actually really creepy and really interesting, where they, you know, where they actually go to the world where, you know, everything everything is in line, where yeah. they go to... Um, See, I forgot the name again. Yeah, I've got Ka- the name. Comatose. It's not comatose, but it's... Kazatat. Um, and they go there, and what they were doing in the book, I thought was really creepy and interesting. Yeah. And here, it was sort of like, oh, we are all robots, we are Stepford Wives, we are no, nothing. No, it wasn't. That's the point. Even Stepford Wives was made a, a hundred times better. Yes, I know. They just This looked so cheap. It was so cheap. It was so pathetically done. It looked like those houses that they build up are made of plywood, and then they uh, they just painted it. And it was just the cheapest thing ever. 
I wouldn't have even minded if it was cheaper if it was even brought to mind what the what the book was going for in that way, and it didn't. When you know, when I was saying like at the end of at the end of the book, mm. of course the people just heard it. They didn't hear it two hours ago. They heard me talking about this ten minutes ago. Like when they're in the in the book and you realize all these people are like being suppressed and like beaten down by this darkness and they all have to be regimented yeah. and if they get anything wrong they're just cast into pain and stuff yeah. like that it felt like there were humans under a bad regime you know even though they were yeah. on a different planet yeah. whereas these just felt like robots so like i never th- once they'd gone in the in the movie once actually to be honest we did skip forward some parts quite, of it. Quite a bit we did we didn't watch all of it we were skipping forward a bit because it was just interminable and it was just one it was just awful um, um, but I never at the end of this movie thought, oh, we should go back and save those people. You know how I had this scene in my head? In what? my head, it was dark and grey and uniform colours and like... No, 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 for me, it was it was, it was was like suburbia. I was totally... I, well, like, it really wasn't exactly that. and like no. too squeaky and like... like for me, it and, felt like, like something which looked kind of like... Would feel like a real town or a real city. But mm. there was just something off about it where everybody was in line and doing everything exactly the same. I, for me, it was much more of a funny thing to do. You know, sort of like when you see these, like these movies or like a Charlie Chaplin kind of thing and everyone does something in time, you know, uh, maybe Charlie Chaplin isn't the right thing, but um, no, I'm just thinking sort of like a silent movie where everyone is doing something, but it's everyone's slightly going at the wrong speed and everyone's like a bit too choreographed. It feels like this would be more like, okay, it's sure like the people are suppressed in a way but when once they give in mm. they are happy and mm. that was what was in the book right so the it, yes once you give in you're just like accepting and you're happy yeah. and you're like oh like yeah and then it doesn't it, it's nothing that you are standing looking really sad and bumping your ball yeah it is something that you happily do yes you, you're putting your ball and by accident, it's all in the same rhythm. Well, it's not all in the same rhythm because you're actually doing not what you want to do, but what yes, the it wants to do want, and what like, the it thinks no, you're going to be in, happy doing. Like, the, the whole point about the it is that yeah. once you give in, you are happy with yes. it. yeah. So it isn't like you're, like... No, you're no, I totally understand it. That's what I say, that in the book, it felt creepy because everyone was, like, kind of normally happily yeah, going around their life, just, but everything was just... how it was. Yeah. Nothing like that. And the movie completely... They went to... Th- Three different planets, oh. and like I say, one of them was like sub avatar, sub uh, Phantom Menace Green, Microsoft Green Hill thing. Like, yeah. if this is literally the be- the greatest planet in the world, it, why does it feel like like a shitty garden? And, it, and maybe this is coming back to like, what do Americans think paradise is? But is it sort of like when we got there, you were like, is it New Zealand? Like, it, it's that kind of thing. Like, yeah. is it Middle Earth? But it wasn't even it wasn't as interesting as Middle it Earth. It had some. Some mountain and a lake, and then some like yeah, CGI like, put in the background, kind of like, like colors. Longer, but longer here's the problem: was that they said, "Oh, just look at it," and we didn't look at it. You know no. what we looked at? We looked at their faces up close. Every single shot of everybody in this movie. Yeah. It was very few, very few times when the camera would go wide, and we'd actually like say, see the geography, see the see the uh, geometry of the scene of where people were and where they were looking. Yeah. So all the time, lots of people were looking at things, and it was sort of like really close up, like. Frank Framing really like a yeah. close up of their like yeah. like not even seeing most of their shoulders, mostly their face. Everything in the background out of focus, yeah. and it was so much of that all the way through that we never actually saw what they were looking no, we at. Didn't see anything. And here's the thing: we just watched ET the other 
other day. But ET works really well is because you see people, you see something, and then you get these long shots. I mean, it's the you know the classic Spielberg shot where he yeah. like see, show something wonderful and then show people looking at that wonderful thing and then show the wonderful thing again and you get that sense of wonder and then show people looking at the wonderful thing yeah. and then go back to seeing the wonder. Like you see it like in, in Jurassic Park. You know, the, the first time you see the dinosaurs, you know it's amazing because you go oh, and you see another person go, oh, and you like tap on the shoulder, look, look, look a dinosaur, and then you get round and you see like, them whoa. and how big the dinosaur is and yeah. they're walking towards it and there's, it's like just a, such an amazing shot. You of course, see the scale. It's, 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 un, it's almost unfair like comparing it to Jurassic Park, yes, which is one know, of the great, greatest movies ever. Um, but just like just learn how to do how to block a shot so when two people are talking like often something would happen and I'd be like where did the other guy go like at one point yeah. like when they arrived in that white room near, you know in the near the end yeah uh, although there was still quite a bit of the movie to go after there <laughs> like at one point she's on the ground when they fall down mm. like they go oh come down like they fall down yeah and. Um, Calvin goes over to get Meg and he runs out of one shot and then they cut to the other two people standing up and they never show him actually, actually getting arriving. to her, arriving there, lifting up, standing like, and suddenly you're like, oh, so where is he? Because he was in one shot, he ran out of one shot and then they cut to somewhere else and he didn't run into that shot. Yeah. It's like, like you said, do they not know how editing works? Yeah. Like, you just go, no, but where did the other... So, unfortunately, bad adaptation and just a really shoddily put together movie. Oh, I, like... <laughs> I was literally sitting on the couch, cringing inside and out, I, thinking like, I was into it. Can I stand? Can I actually? Like, I didn't want to skip, and I didn't yeah. want this. All, but we like, were never, we would never got through that movie no unless we me. didn't skip. Like the thing is, at the start, Chris Pine, who yeah. was born on the same day as me, so if you ever want to know my birth date and day exactly I'm exactly the same age as Chris Pine and Macaulay Culkin turns out we're all exactly we were all born on the same day in history um, which is one of my favourite facts uh, anyway Captain Kirk turns out really good actor and totally wasted I mean the, the father figure in the uh, the father character in the book didn't have much to do I don't think like he had anything like there wasn't anything no but at the start when he was interacting with the younger version of Meg at the start yeah. and he was looking and I was like I was like oh this is going to be good like for some reason in my brain I was like oh Chris Pine he's like pulling off and there was some bits and pieces it was a bit heavy handed with him and the mm. wife and then he disappears and when he comes back it was it was wasted but I think it's just he's got such piercing eyes you know like uh, he's, he's got good eyes but there was a bit at the start where it was sort of like oh kids movie okay we're having a quirky girl not fitting in well at school and I was like you know what I'll go with this if this is where they're going for it's not in the book sure. but I'll go with it and but as soon as the first Mrs. Who turns up is it Mrs. Who Mrs. no what's it? Mrs. What's it turns up she wasn't what I was expecting in the book and physics nope. didn't work and then they went nope. to see Mrs. Who and physics didn't work like what like there was these stacks of books and if I went in there, I'd be like, okay, forget about her. How is this stack of books? And they were like going, ooh, magical fantasy stack of books. And sort of like, we're in Hobbiton now, and there's lots of stacks of things. But the stacks of books were so, they defied gravity so much. And I never believed that any of these women needed to be reading those books to know everything. It felt like they just knew everything. Like, why are there stacks of books around? Stacks of books is like a human thing. And these are stars. Like, they're, they're the remnants of dying, you know, dead stars yeah. or whatever they yeah. are. And there was these stacks of books. And I was like, gravity doesn't work. And well, physics supposed, doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, but it's supposed to show that in this room, 
There's so much that is totally different. Yes, but later on, in other ways, gravity doesn't work and physics, and it's, and it's about, here's the thing, the book is about physics and gravity and, and about time and space. That's what the book is about. Yeah. That's what the movie is about. Yeah. So those things have to be really, really sturdy. At the start, we saw, it's a Disney movie, mm. so we, we saw the, you know, the Cinderella's castle, you know, in the like, or it's Wish Upon a Star. Anyway, so it was there, and then there was this weird, like, inception, you know, Nolan, Nolan-y kind of glitchy thing. And we were like, oh, this is good. We're going to inception our way through. Like, when the wrinkle in time is going to be inception folding, you know, like, what is it? Captain, no, not Captain, Doctor Strange kind of stuff, you know. And I even said to you, yeah, when Christopher Nolan does something, then, like, a few years later, a few years later, everything. And that's what they did at the start. But then when they go through the Tessa, it's this weird thing where it gets some wavy effect. And it's like, oh, 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 this is amazing. And then she, it cuts from that, like really bad editing. It doesn't go what it's like to go through there. Suddenly they're falling through something which is like, it's like subpar Stargate, which came out in like 1993. And then in the middle, you see her tucked again like a bit of fabric. Yeah, a bit of fabric, like like bouncing on a bit of fabric. And then then it cuts to her and she's not, she's affected. And I'm just like... Even the wrinkling through time isn't impressive. No. And in the book, it wasn't meant to be impressive. It was meant to be something like for the for the for the misses who's who's it what's Mrs. it and misses who what and how's Which. it witches and um, for them it was sort of like oh what they do and it's mm. kind of unexplained actually how it's happening. Yeah. But here it just took so long and so oh it's just. Can I read the tag words that I no. now found? Oh, you found them. Okay, go for it. I was suspicious when I just scrolled through. Yeah. The words are boring. Oh, really? Overhyped. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> bad acting. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Magical. Magical. Didn't feel magical. Mm-mm. Overrated. It is. Well, I don't... Things, I even went into this with low expectations, but it was worse. Yes. It was worse Overrated. than I thought. Overrated. Then, cringeworthy. It is cringeworthy. Kid-friendly. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess it yeah, is. I, guess. I don't. In fact, no. To be honest, no. I don't think this is a good kids movie. It, the wonder isn't there. Like yeah. it starts up like literally the look on the young actor, young Meg. There were some things oh, he's yeah. like. Now let's put this. Let's put this. Uh, you know, sand on a speaker on a panel on top of a speaker. Yeah. And it went ooh like that, and it made and all it the sander it. things. Yeah. Like the look in that kid's face, in that act, young actress's face, young Meg's face. Yeah. At this sand dancing on top of a oh, speaker. Salt, actually. Oh, salt. is it salt? Okay, yeah. salt on top of a panel on top of a speaker at a certain frequency, and it ca- and it makes these shapes on it. Uh, she was more interested in that than I can imagine any kids would be for this entire movie. Yeah. Kids get better movies these days. Totally, family movie. Okay, family movie. Then forgettable. Yes. Oh man, why didn't you tell me this going in? Well, I thought I'd go in uh, without any. Uh, preconceptions, pre, you know, prejudices. prejudices. Anyway, it was just uh, a, a dread. And I think actually, if I would be a person who really, really has a very high um, opinion of this book, yeah, I would just not watch this movie. Yeah, it's not good for you. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to put that on anyone. Do you think? No, because I don't think even if 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 you think this is a good book, like a really good book, we have really good connections to it and stuff. I still think this 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 movie doesn't hold up to any. No, that's what I'm saying. Anything. It uh, just uh, uh, like as well as being a bad adaptation, it's also just a bad movie. Yeah, it's like what what dreams may come. 
is just it's just not a good movie. I don't remember. I have seen it. I just don't remember it enough, you know, it's to, just to one comment of those on movies that. One. I watched it and it's like, like, oh, yeah, that's really what I thought. Oh, oh yeah. Um. Anyway, one thing though that we have to say because we did this bet just oh, yeah, before yeah. It's finishing. Who was Oprah Winfrey gonna be? And you said Mrs. Which? Mrs. Which? Yeah, that is true. And I said the Happy Medium. The Happy Mrs. Medium. I don't know. Zach Gaff- Galifianakis, who is only funny when he's fat. He's one of those fat actors who is funny when they're fat, and then he loses weight, and he's not funny anymore. Um, and then... I don't know. M- uh, well, okay, he, you know, he's in all the um, what, hangover, hangover movies, that kind of stuff. Michael Peña turns up at one point as, as the puppet, you know, Mr. Red or something. We, to be honest, we missed his introduction because we skipped forward some chapters or yeah, whatever. Yeah, we also missed the happy medium. But you, sp- you, you, no, you skipped because, that completely. Yeah, because they arrived in this place hmm. which didn't look very good. It was like the worst oh, special effects I'd worst. ever seen. And then Zach Galifianakis turns up. No, is it him? Quick, look on the... Look, click on the click on the Click on the IMDP page. Um... You you had it right there. You had it. Oh, oh. No, let me get my phone. Oh, here yeah, it is. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Uh. Um. Chris Pine. Yeah, Zach, it is Zach Galifianakis, and uh, and I was like, oh, oh that's this guy. You know Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he I mean, I've never seen any movie with him. Yeah, yeah, you've seen him on, you know, some doing comedy stuff and things like that. You know, you've seen Between Two Ferns or whatever his show is that he does. <sighs> and, yeah, he turns up and I'm just like, why put these, like, quirky actors in there? What was the movie that we saw recently where they had, like, they would get in these bit part, these bit player th- people who were kind of famous enough to turn up in the movie for just a bit. Um, <sighs> I can't even... Can't even think. Oh yeah, like we we watched Kung Fu Panda, and I was like, oh, you recognise that voice? And it's like Jackie oh. Chan, and just on oh, this yeah. like side character, oh, and, and this other Lou. one, and Lucy Liu. It's sort of like no, like get some people who are actually good actors to be in mm. there. Like, like actually, it wasn't that Zach Galifianakis in that movie as well. No, no, really? it wasn't. No, yeah. but it was some other kind of stoner-like person who's cast like ironically, you know. But I don't want I don't want ironic casting for Will McCormack. Who was that? Yeah, I mean, there's the, oh. there's not actually that many characters Any, in this movie. No, not movie. really. But but you were right. Uh, you did get Oprah I Winfrey, totally, who was completely wasted. I I totally like this was one of the roles that I thought like immediately it's yeah, going to be is, great. This yeah, is, this is going to be fitting for her. But it doesn't like whoa. It was just bad. Like even even the the dress design, even even the the makeups that they had, it was just all just wasn't good enough. Really. Like, I mean, I could see the amazing things that they did make, but it, it just it just disappeared and there was nothing really... It didn't fit with, with the background, it didn't fit to the people. Like, when I read the book, I actually thought it would be like three, like, um, sixty 60-something-old 60 women uh, and she had, like, masses of scars around. She, she, like, to oh, it was me, Seth, looked... Seth Rogen in Kung Fu Panda, who was the ironic stoner casting. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. So, well, it felt to me like these women were more looking like homeless women. More like, you know, this, this was is, the whole point exactly. about this her point. stealing you know, the, when the, she t- the, in the sheets. Yes, this stuff. is the thing. When she turned up and the sheets weren't just bed sheets, yeah, they, were, like a, they were like an amazing like, white, an, like, like yeah, dress. Like an amazing a, a dress. And that's not fit. that's not what a dress made out of bedsheets is. That's not the point of the book. That wasn't it. You're like no. you could say, all right, 
make me something that looks like someone is just wearing sheets. And you're like, okay, like a crazy old woman who's just wearing sheets. Now, I must admit, Reese Witherspoon was the only one who had any charisma throughout, like, 90% of the yeah, movie. Yeah, but she was, like... Just wasted yeah, as well. Yeah, but it wasn't like she was acting in, in that movie. Yeah, that's what she I said. Was, like, it felt like she was in a different in a, in movie than movie. everybody yeah, else. Totally like, certainly that. than the other two misses, anyway. Yeah, it, it um, was so disappointing. There was nothing, nothing there. And then even, like, I know this is... This is now coming back to all the the gender and all these kind of things, but um, you know when you when you see the girl, she is pretty. She is like a pretty girl. Yeah. She. I don't. I don't see her flaws. Yeah. I don't. I don't. When I'm not. I'm. I, don't I know. You mean it feels like this is like oh, it's an it's an American teen movie, so it has we have to put in oh, I'm an ugly girl, and then I take my glasses off, and then I'm pretty. Yeah, At least they didn't do that in the book. They yes. do that like oh, you take your glasses off and you're pretty, and here yeah. they're like oh, you have nice hair. Yeah. She's like no, I don't. It's frizzy hair, yeah. you know. And this is the kind of thing like I know that current like I know what, what's the act, what is the director? What's the director of this? Uh, you said Avenay. What her name was? Ava Duvenay. Ava Duvenay. And. She is a black woman, yeah. so she knows that um, part of being black and the whole the all the preju all the not prejudices but all all the things that get put on black women is that if they straighten their hair, they uh, are perceived uh, better because it's more white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and, mentioned that straight away. And that all these kind of things, like. I know, I understand that this is that she maybe just wants to show how the situation is. But if you tell a little black girl with fizzy hair, in your mind, you are beautiful when you have straight, straight hair. hair. Yeah. This is just not what you should tell her. You should, you should always like even in movies. No, but you should I understand. Tell... I understand what she was doing there by saying, "Look, this is the moment where you where your where your inner yeah, like you... wish is there." I understand yeah. this, but it is it should be more shown that. This is not the way that, and it, this was never really addressed in this way. This, yeah. you know, and and the way, um, yeah. She, I don't think she was an an ugly little girl that couldn't behave. Yeah, like, actually, I just i I noticed actually when some someone on Goodreads said, "Oh, people didn't like the movie," and the reason why they didn't like the movie, oh, it's 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 not because it's a girl; it's because it's it's a, a black girl in the movie. Weirdly enough, when I was reading the book, because I knew what the posters were for this, yeah. I always imagined her as black in, when I was reading the book. Yeah. And then when Chris Pine turned up as the father, I was like, oh, that's interesting to cast a white guy. Like, that's already how my brain was primed. Yeah, I, I that was, it was thought like, oh, this is cool because this is now a, an actual, like, pe lots of people can identify with this because this yeah. is just a normal family. Yeah. Um, and so, it was, it, so, yeah, it was weird that a white guy, for me, it was weird that a white guy turned up in the movie. I was expecting, that's why when I saw Chris Pine in the, in the I never imagined him being the father because, I don't know, I guess that's me being racist, saying seeing a black girl in the lead role and yeah, presuming she'd have a black father. Yeah, but I thought this was father. actually quite refreshing. Yeah, yeah, because... uh, that's what I'm saying. So I think all of my none of my complaints about the movie is it being that it's a, a black director or a black lead actress or no, anything like that. No, it has nothing, no, nothing, nothing really to do with it. And this is what I found even and more my own, depressing. My only complaint about the, her hairstyle was because she wore glasses and she had this hair coming out to the side. Mm. A lot of the time, her um, at the side when she was acting sideways onto the camera, you couldn't see her face or her eyes it was actually really difficult for her, for me to see her acting a lot of the time yeah. because the glasses and the hair yeah. covered up lots of side angles of her face and 
I think it would have been better. I know having frizzy hair out there is kind of almost a plot point in the movie yeah. or a, a motivation in the movie, but it would have been cooler if they'd have just ta- just tied her hair back at it or just you know put a comb in the front just so we could see like just yeah. the side of her face sometimes when she when she was acting. I'd just like to see a little bit more of her face yeah. because that's that's difficult to act through. Big glasses and lots of hair like that. It's difficult to act through the side of that. I want to make two points about the. Two, All right, we've been going an hour I now, know. so let's get. Let's it doesn't wrap matter. This up I need too. to get this out. No, no, no. I have thought about this. Yes, go for it. There are lots of really close-up shots with her and her glasses. Yes. Uh, So obviously this is a point. The problem with this is those glasses don't fit her. And I, it, it's the first time I actually <laughs> thought about this because um, you broke your glasses. Her nose, like I've been looking for glasses, and my face is quite small, and the top of my nose is really small. Yeah. Which is why I'm wearing glasses for fourteen-year-olds. Yeah, and she's fourteen-year-olds in the movie. She's fourteen-year-olds, but her nose is thin up here, but then it gets wide really quickly. All right. And so she needs glasses, bigger glasses. No, they they would have been needed to be wider. Oh, wider at the, they, at the front. They didn't, yeah. they didn't fit on her yeah. nose yeah. at all. No, but I find this and okay because they're just kid glasses. I, no. I found it was totally fine with kid glasses. No, I don't think it was okay. fine, and and I think they t- should have totally like t- uh, found her glasses that actually looked like she was actually what what w- would be a person wearing glasses, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, because I think the actress. Uh, it's just not oh, I can't type my password while talking yeah anyway this is one point uh, that was very very um, sad to me that they yeah. couldn't find second point second point yeah. is that I find it because it was it, it, I love when there's a black woman yeah making a movie yeah why must it be such a disappointing movie. But uh, no, this if is the thing. Would, that's kind of like, like the reverse racism. No, you can't hold all no, black women making I, movies no, no, up to no, the no, point. No, no, no. This okay. is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, okay. I want more women. I want more black women to make movies. Yeah. Because then it angles out. Yeah, there yeah. are tons of movies made by white men who yeah. are shit like hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. But yeah, yeah. Because it, they have an enough amount of other mo- man white movies. Yeah. It, it kind of disappears. But because this is like, it, it stands yeah. out and then. And then the the few movies that are there. Yeah, who's who's the director who did the um, the uh, Ghostbusters, the the latest Ghostbusters movie? Yeah. And he was like, oh yeah, for me, I was just making a fun movie, and I thought it'd be a fun thing to, you know, it's all all women in the remake or something like yeah. that. And then he says, but then it was held as like the standard for yeah. like any movie with a mostly female cast and that's or the a remake with a mostly it female cast. But now that is now if this one doesn't work, that means all movies in the future which are remade yeah. with a female cast isn't is, is now a bad idea just because if I didn't do a good like yes. it is a lot of weight to put on the shoulder of of some it movie totally or piece is. of artwork which is but it representing is that a different way thing. Because yes. they are not enough, enough. Other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If, if we had 20 black women make 20 Disney, big budget Disney children's movies, yeah. I'm sure we'd get one or two amazing classics in the same way that uh, uh, maybe one in 10 of every Disney movies turns into a classic. Yeah. If you know what I mean yeah. like that. And it's, it's... The white, white men have just as much of a hit rate making classics at Disney than, yeah. than, men, uh, than, than anyone would do. It's just that they happen to have made all the classics, or m- many of the classics, yeah. because you know, they've the, they're the ones who've been doing it. So yes, I want more, more women directors, more black directors, more black women directors making all kinds of movies. Yes. But she, this, this was not a good match. She just isn't... Uh, what's her name? Ada DuVernay. Yeah. It isn't competent enough movie maker to make a, a big special effects budget movie. Yeah, but I also think she might not be the, the better... Because th- what you have, the book, yeah. 
as a, a base of it. Yeah. You would either have to go really close. Yeah. Or do something with it so it actually gets some vibes. I and think it, with it, I I honestly think I honestly think someone who could competently frame up a shot and block out a scene and yeah. create a sense of space. It, it would have gone a long way. Like, with the same footage that they had there, like, all the same footage, just, yeah. like... I, well, I know even that. No, no, because there's some really bad... There's some weird decisions made. You know, yeah. actually, one thing that I did like about in this movie, um, compared to the book, was that I said in the book it kind of annoyed me that she never used her smarts for anything, and then it was just emotion won out in the yeah. end, or love won out in the end, or whatever yeah. it was. And love and faith won out in the end. At least in this movie, it showed that she did have some kind of science skill, did show yes. the math, and there was this point where she was like... I'm going to use my maths to get out of the situation and my science and, and my, my, physic my knowledge. physics knowledge yeah. to get out of it. But yes. then what they did was like, oh yeah, let's actually intend to get swept up in an evil in an evil thing. We get into it. And you're sort of like, no! Like, just beforehand you showed her that she knew what momentum was and uh, lift and uh, yeah. air force was. Yeah. Like, get her to do like, get her to solve a problem knowing that kind of thing rather than like like, because again, it was just sort of like, oh, I know physics, so just trust me and have faith in me. And I was like, no, 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 that's not how it works. Yeah. Like, I know physics, so this will work. I mean, of course, you can't explain everything that's going to happen in these yeah. things, but oh, man, what yeah. a disappointment. Even the thing that I like about it, like that she did actually show how her physics and maths knowledge was going to help yeah. out. But then at the end, when, like, in the book, they go away, and then she says, oh, I'm the one who's going to have to go back because love is going to be the thing that gets past it like yeah. that. She makes the decision that she is the one that's going to go back. And in the but movie... she just stays back. She, she just gets, like, left behind. You know, yeah. the other ones go off, and she's just left there. And it's like, well, I guess it's me who loves the, my, my brother more than anyone. Yeah. My adopted brother. Yes. Anyway. Very much so. Shall we uh, call it a day? I'm so disappointed... I mean, I'm not so disappointed, but it's so such a pity. I mean, it is a pity. It is a pity, yeah. I, again, I didn't have great expectations for the book. However, I can see how the book mm. did capture people. Like, if you're, if you're a 10-year-old in America, I can totally understand how that is your line, The Witch and the Wardrobe. I totally yeah. get it. I can totally yeah, understand yeah, yeah. how this is your Enid Blyton and all of these yes. things that we got there. But I would be... If... If the Chronicles of Narnia movie was that bad, I would have been really disappointed. And the Chronicles of Narnia was not a great movie, but it was in the end, all right, I guess, you yeah. know. Uh, but wow, sorry, sorry, uh, Wrinkle in Time fans. That is, that's hard going. Yeah. That is hard I had going. I a hard time. That was hard going. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as, what was that movie that we tried watching the other day? Uh, the Spellbound movie. No, what is it called? Hocus Pocus. Juliana's oh, like, hey, let's watch this for let's watch this for um, Halloween uh, movie. For Halloween movie, Hocus Pocus. Last year I watched and it, was, it. And it was it was the it was the, some Last of the worst movie that I'd ever seen. The, the, one of the scenes in that was the, one of the worst scenes of any movie. It, it, it's, it was so worse strange. than any scene that I'd seen here, and we stopped watching it. it. But let me just say this: then we put on Aliens. And we stopped that as well because it wasn't the right version of that yes. one. So, so don't worry. I also skipped Aliens because it wasn't the right Aliens. Hocus Pocus, I watched, watched 2017 yeah. by myself. Yeah. The dubbed version the in German. The German version. And I'm 100% sure the dubbing helps in this movie. Yes, yeah, because the acting... Because I was then watching it with Luke yeah. next to me. That of, of course has an effect how I look at a movie. Yeah. And it's... I felt like I'm watching a different movie. Yeah. Like... I don't have this in, in my memory. This is a great, fun family Halloween movie. And I love the acting of uh, Bette Midler and all the yeah, other yeah, yeah. witches and stuff in there. And here I was just sitting and thinking like, hmm, 
I'm sure I watched another movie. I'm sure yeah. this is. And like... that's, a, that's a Disney movie as well. That's a yeah. Disney live action movie, fantasy, yeah. magic, whatever. It's the same kind of thing like this. This is so. And that was. that was Who was the. I can't remember who the director was. But that was a white man director who made a worse movie than this. So I'm not saying that just like, you know, if you get in a white. Again, it's one of those things that, yes, of course, just like uh, like nine Sarah out of. Jessica Parker in yeah, it. Yeah, nine out of ten Disney movies. Kenny live action. Ortega. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Nine out of ten movies that Disney makes are going to be a bit rubbish, but yeah. one's going to be a classic. Yeah. So and let's not just this one. let's just get ten women to make class to move like make yep. some Disney kids movies, yep. and one of them will be a classic, and then we'll be like, oh yeah, that it all works out. Yes. But, um, yes. Get those women. But in. not Ava du- Duvernay. I don't know what other movies she's done, but um, I, not I, this one. I, it didn't work. I, in this I one. must admit, they must be better than this movie. They must be. A, they must be like for her to get a chance to make this movie. Her previous movies must have been a lot better than this movie. I'm um, sure it is. Maybe in a few years' time, she'll actually she'll she'll make some good movies, like big budget movies. But uh, I say big budget, like you know, she special was effects movies. Seventy two. It's yeah. not like she's like a just our age or something. Hasn't done well, anything. Yeah, no, but maybe. Uh, what, maybe well, in 13 years' time you can make well, a movie? she started making films in, in 2008. 2008 was her first movie. Well, that's probably her first feature and, direction, yeah. Uh, so. No, that, that, doesn't, that movie doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Um, 2014 oh, okay. was her first with uh, Selma. Oh, yeah. Selma? Yeah, well, Selma's right. great. That, like, that was like, um, uh, you know, that got like Oscar nominations yeah. and things like that. And then uh, 2016, the 13th? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. doesn't have a, a Wikipedia page. And then... A wrinkle in time. Yeah. Anyway, it's a uh, Selma's a good movie though. I yeah. haven't seen it, but I've heard, you know I've heard good things about Selma, so uh, yeah. I, w- I would definitely watch Selma. Maybe we should do that to get the to get a, a, a Ava DuVernay good taste, get, good get opinions back. In, yeah. Good opinions back. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we've been going on for an hour. I know. And, I know. I know. An hour and almost an hour and twelve minutes here. It's a lot for. A, a I'm short very book sorry. I'm very sorry to everyone yes. who's this is their favorite. This is their favorite book. You know, weirdly enough, now it's come time to rate the book. Yeah. I have a high, higher... I have, after watching the movie, <laughs> I actually have a higher opinion of the book. The book because I saw yeah. what somebody else did, did with the same subject matter or the same yeah. story, overall story. Yes. But also I think that it shows how weak the story in the book is that they had to try and add so much to it. And like had to, you know, if a straight adaptation of the, mo- of the book wouldn't have worked as a kid's movie... Because well, it's so... it would it would have worked if you would have like taken away a lot of this like uh, set design and massive colors and all this like what it would have been if you would have dampened it down more like on a on a on a more basic level. Yeah, yeah. You kind of want those room movies where like everything is just set in just one room or just one small area. Like like keep it small as small as possible. Like so... I have a certain I have a certain thought in my brain how what people were wearing in this book and what people were looking like and yeah. they they looked more like they were like in I don't know in in a bit like well 1960s like, stuff yeah. kind of stuff yeah yeah I, I totally understand it there was some there was some stuff but I don't know it's it's really tricky it's really tricky because you see what thing you see what you can do with movies and you see what you can do with books and you see what yeah. you can do with there's some there's some movies out there which are way better than the books like oh, the yeah. adaptations are way better than the books and you're just like oh man but again a lot of those are made by the the people who are at the top of their craft yes. you know when you see when you know when you see a really good Stephen King adaptation mm. you're sometimes like oh that was better than the book itself and you're like oh yeah but that's like really really strong source material and yeah. then a really really strong director mm. but then sometimes you get The Dark Tower which again very difficult book to adapt and then by all accounts and purposes not a good movie at all you okay. know like yeah. uh, kills that series dead okay um, so what do you give it 
Well, the book. I'm reading. The book. Yeah. For me, it was like a, a, a one and a half star book. Like, I would never recommend this to anyone, except if you are a 10 to 12 year old American kid in the 1960s to 1980s. Because even now, I don't think it's that relevant to people. I mean, of course, kid, yeah. pe- parents are going to give it to their 10 year old yeah. kids to read, or they're going to read it to them when they're eight years old, eight to 10 years old. And it's going to be a great book for them because, you know, the, the enthusiasm that a parent has for that kind of thing will translate probably to, trans- course, translate over. To, to the kid. Certainly, but then again, I probably I probably wouldn't give *Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe* to people now because it's probably a bit racist and yeah. you know in in problematic in other ways. Yeah. And I certainly wouldn't give Heinlein books to people because they're really problematic in other ways as yeah. well. I just think you know there's a reason why each every few generations there'll be another kids' book which takes the world by storm because it's for the people of that for, time. For, yeah. Well, it actually, is. normally it's for the the sons and daughters of the people who wrote it, so yes. they understand what their kids are going through yeah. and they write it for their kids, and yeah. that's what. Cat as the eye yeah um so uh so yeah that's true yeah i think one and a half for me too really yeah sorry and i Jenny. was thinking too because i've read it through you finished it so you finished got... it. no 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 that's not for me i i finished lots of books that i would give one stars to yeah. but this is it was not a one star book because like i said there were a few little things in there i did enjoy and in the movie there were a few little things i did enjoy in the movie but oh my goodness there was so much i, I was just watching it going this movie is a badly made movie. Yes. It's badly yeah. shot. It's badly acted. The lighting is weird. The geography I don't understand. The yeah, editing was off. Oh, and also in the music. The yeah, music the was so oh, underwhelming. There was this time when it was sort of like triumphant, flying through the air for the first time mm. music. And guess what they were doing? La, 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 la. I was just like, oh my yeah. goodness. Oh, and the ending. Give me anything. The end. Oh, I just carried on. It was like, it was like Lord oh, of the Rings like endings. Oh, like, and now oh. we say goodbye to this person. Then we say goodbye to that oh. person. And then we say goodbye to this person. Oh, so slow. Yes. The pacing off as well. Right. Let's yeah. wrap it up there. Okay. Luke at juggler.net. If you want to email me for any reason, become my friends on Goodreads and I can see what you think of this movie. Like I say, Jenny gave it a three five star rating. Turp, Christian, five stars. Julie Davis, five stars. Jeff rated it two stars. There are a few two. So it's, you know, like a good 3.5 rating on this, but I think well overwhelmed by five star ratings for people who are nostalgia reading this, which yes. is fine. Again, yes. nothing. Um, totally. And, uh, and the book. Did you look up what the IMDb rating of the, of the movie was? The IMDb rating. Uh, no, wait a second. I, I have it here on my phone. Let me have a look here. Uh, the IMDb rating was, you've got to scroll all the way down because they don't put it at the top anymore. Mm. Uh, Oh, I'm actually on the Ava DuVernay um, page, so I didn't see it. This is going to be embarrassing, isn't it? Oh, it's a 4.2 out of 10. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's like, like I said. For new like movies, these... new movies below six stars, that is really bad. This so is, it isn't is just why us. why the tags to, to yeah. this movie on, on Google. Uh, mm. Well, I'm glad we didn't, uh, I'm glad we just paid one euros to prevent it from the video shop instead I of... I need to take it back. But, yes, you've got a... <laughs> but no, you, you're going out anyway, yeah. aren't you? Back in that direction, so yeah. it shouldn't be too bad. Yes, it is definitely a one euro movie. But this is the kind of movie that if it came on on a TV, on an I airplane... Just imagine going oh. to the cinema. <laughs> oh... oh. This is why this I'm. Is I'm one, this yeah. is one of the movies I would maybe walk. Out. All right. Well, we did it. We yeah. we've done it a few times now. We've stopped movies or skipped forward of them. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's the end. Yeah. Uh, well, follow me on Twitter. Oh, also, you can uh, check this out on um, uh, Audible. Uh, audibletrial.com forward slash Luke if you want to support the podcast by getting this audiobook for free. Not a bad audiobook. Um, although the acting of the young woman, it, she was always a bit shrill and I always had to kind of like tone it down in my 
head. Mm. I was like, I don't imagine that she's this shrill or、mm. this whiny all the time. Like,、mm. can this be a bit more internal rather than acted、mm. out? So I had to kind of do a bit of translation in my head away from whiny Meg to kind of what I. Understood, quiet Meg to be a bit more yeah, about. Yeah.、Um, so that was it.、Uh, also, you can become a patron of mine if you go to patreon.com forward slash Luke Burridge and you can give me、um, a dollar a month and、uh, get a juggling podcast for that.、Uh, but otherwise, support me in what I do、um, and the podcast, this podcast and other podcasts are、uh, part of that too. Oh, also,、uh, a new.、Um, Uh, Luke and Juliana play D and D is up as well, and it's called a combination of brute force and magic. Is、Ooh. the is that episode title? They go to the edge of the Esclen infestation,、um, which I just edited yesterday and posted yesterday. That so, so that's it, that's in the feed. That's in the feed too. If you want to check that out, also it's got its own RSS feed. But、um, more on that at a different time. Right, that's it from me. Thanks a lot for listening. Sorry about this long podcast, but we did a whole book and a whole movie. Yeah.、Um, so I hope you don't mind. Thanks a lot for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.